what's up what's good and welcome back for another episode on the glow up i'm your host glow and we're gonna talk about what needs to be talked about on air spilling all the tea holding back no punches what's up what's good and welcome back to the glow up firstly let me shout out anchor by spotify for allowing me to broadcast on their platform we are back this week and we're gathered here today to mourn the loss of them old relationships y'all know them ones that we have outgrown that caused us so much heartache and trauma we need to know how and when is it time to let go after so long and what's next let's talk about it hey glow gang so we're gonna dive right in because the tea is hot honey I'm here with my guest of the week, Gabby, and we got a topic to discuss. When you're in a relationship, it's easy to get caught up, and we have all have been in those relationships where you get locked in. Y'all know the vibes, but the topic is when to call it quits. So let's skip all the honeymoon stuff and get to the part where you realize you got to go. And I say that generalizing. Not that a breakup always has to be negative, but you know when it's time to go. Don't you, Gabby? (laughs) Yeah, after the fact, for me, I didn't know when to go. Um, I did not know when to go because in my relationship, I was in for 10 years. Um, I was cheated on multiple times. But I always seen the good in people. Mm-hmm. So because I seen the good, I always looked at the potential of what a relation, our relationship could have been. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I overlooked a lot of stuff. Okay. Um, well, wait, let's start with, so you said for 10 years. Yeah. So, I mean. 10 years. Gabby, my whole 20s. Gabby, Gabby looks pretty young to me. So 10 years well, is a long time. It is, and I'm 35, and I'll be 36 in April. So okay. my whole 20s, I was with this person. Wow, it get like that. Look, you get locked I, in. I was locked in. I was doubling down. Wow. Um, When everybody saw it, I couldn't see past why this person wasn't good for me. Mm-hmm. Um. But you do get locked in because you know the good parts of the person. Because mm-hmm. you and, know this honeymoon yeah, in the beginning. Yeah, they that, tell you everything you, you want to hear. Exactly. And I got that. It wasn't even that. It was mostly they were consistent mm-hmm. but inconsistent at the same time, if that makes sense. So they know how to do the day-to-day relationship, checking in, going out, and doing stuff like that. But when we wanted to do our own thing, that's where... Obviously, do your own thing, man. Cheating for the other person. Mm. Do your own thing, man. You know, go out with your girlfriends. Go out with your friends. Spend time outside of relationship. Mm -hmm. And I didn't have a lot of individuality in that relationship. Because I didn't know where to start. I didn't know that's how relationship was. Because that was my first serious, Mm long-term relationship Mm -hmm. and everything. And in your 20s, you, like, finding that. Yes, and I was finding it. it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have any guidance because my family didn't like them. Mm. <laughs> so everybody was like, from day one, you should move on. <laughs> you should, that you are better quality. And I didn't see that. I saw that he was somebody that I could fuck with. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody mm-hmm. that was on the same path that I was on. We both was in college mm-hmm. getting our shit together. Um and he accepted my son, so that was something that was a good indicator on, like, all right, this person is cool. We could we could rock rock together. Mm-hmm. But so ten years is a long time, though. So when when is it that you felt like you started to 
has to break away from this person? Like, what were some indicators that, um, you know... I started to grow up and start to realize how I wanted my relationship to be. Meaning, I started to read books. I started to expose myself to others that were in relationships and start to hear what they have had mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um and i started to realize that wasn't happening in my relationship mm. i was give, i was too much of a giver and he was a taker mm. so i was giving 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 and i wasn't receiving anything and i didn't realize that because again i was in my 20s so it was a lot of we were both trying to establish careers but our careers were parallel, so we were mm. going in the same direction. Right. Um, and again, they didn't have a child. So while they were invested in my child, they weren't 100% invested in. Right, right. So you would take job opportunities or you would consider job opportunity outside of the metropolitan area and not consider relationship. And I used to think, like, how could you even think about mm -hmm, going mm -hmm. outside of Philly and we together? Yeah. And you claim that my son is your son. How yeah. is that even running through your mind? Same, that probably hurt your feelings. Yeah, it hurt my feelings, but I used to be like, oh, and he used to say it ain't no opportunities in Philly, but I'm like, you got a quote-unquote family. family here, right. so it's like, are you willing to, to take the family to this place, mm -hmm. or are you just saying, I'm a girlfriend, and we weren't doing anything? Mm -hmm. Because I wasn't, a per I wasn't ready for marriage, and I think once I said I wasn't really ready for marriage when I look back at that relationship when we was about 25 when he asked. I was like, no, I'm not doing that. Mm, well, I mean, that's good because you realize <laughs> like, that. I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. I, I, I did not believe in the institution of race, uh, me, the institution of marriage then. Mm -hmm. I have a different point of view because I understand some of the aspects that need why people get married. Mm -hmm. But that was one of the reasons why I think that probably was the reason why it started to get worse, but like I was pushed comfortable. him away. Like you think that pushed him away? It could or? have pushed him away, but I was comfortable in the sense of how the relationship was going. Okay. So when he's talking so about, so it was good at this at, at this that time. point at okay. twenty five. It was good. Okay. So five years in, we were good. And I that's when saying, you're saying he was showing you consistency. Yes. He was showing you like you know date. You guys weren't on dates. And yeah, we're doing we're doing those. Low budget stuff uh -huh, uh -huh. For, for a 20-year-old. Yeah, 21. of course. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so, but it was stuff that counted. We, yes, like stuff you was, wanted. Stuff yes. you felt like you needed in a relationship. Absolutely. And I was able to be at home because he did a lot of the work in. Okay. So That's I didn't a plus. have to work. Excuse me. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have to work. Mm -hmm. So not having to work full time or not sometimes not even working at all that's comfortable it was very comfortable yes, i love that it was, it was very comfortable i'm not even going to lie uh -huh. i was very comfortable i didn't have to think about this mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. for me i'm like when people used to talk about bills and the pressure of bills i didn't understand it because i really family, wasn't yeah. paying bills mm -hmm. that's a blessing um so that was the good that people didn't see in him he used to work and, in essence, take care of me. Mm -hmm. um, he was the provider. Yeah. Um, but, again, that came at a cost. 
Exactly. Because the cost was, okay, I'm paying the bills, so you need me more than I need you. Mm-hmm. Give him leverage. <laughs> you gave him I leverage. I gave him leverage. And like my mom would told me that leverage meant, okay, I can cheat on you. Mm. Because I know if you don't have my income, you can't live in this you house. You can't go nowhere. You can't do you much can't, for yourself. You can't do much for yourself. Because mm. um, I know what your finance look like. And I know yeah. you can only pay a cell phone bill, basically. Dang. Um, so what did it take for you to like start making those like changes? It took my like- mom and my aunts to finally kind of penetrate my my mind to say you don't want nobody to have that much control over you Mm -hmm. but it was very comfortable i'm sorry like i used to i I still think it was very comfortable where i didn't and it wasn't he wasn't disrespectful with his cheating it was more of a woman's intuition type of thing Mm. it wasn't until it wasn't when it got disrespectful that was the final straw for me but you know what i'm talking about that mm-hmm. like i feel like um you put yourself in a predicament like that and then it's like well i mean i might as well deal with a nigga that's gonna pay my bills and cheat <laughs> then a nigga that's gonna be broke and cheat like, that is the real shit so exactly like, what like because People out here broken in the joke, cheating. Like, excuse me, sir, you can't pay these damn bills, and you out here getting cutty on me. Like, what's exactly. up? So I can definitely understand where that perspective is coming from. Like, listen, like you gonna take care of these bills, okay? But also, as women, we have to take control, and we not, we shouldn't be able, we shouldn't rely mostly on if somebody can provide. Mm-hmm. But um, I definitely can see, and I could say. You know, um, if I were in that predicament, I'd probably be like, damn, well, maybe you can go cheat for a little bit. But honestly, <laughs> Glow, honestly, it, it also speaks to, I think, I was still struggling with my sexuality, too. Mm. So, it was like... Ooh, plot twist, y'all. <laughs> plot it was twist. like, yeah, I was still struggling with my, my sexuality in the sense of, do I like girls? But I never tried it. But I thought about it. At that time. At that time. Mm -hmm. I never thought about it. I thought about it, but I never tried it. Mm -hmm. So it was like, I I don't know. Is this right? I think I am. Maybe I want to try it. And societal pressure. like Societal, my family, my everything. So I was not sure about my sexuality. And that's another thing that played into that 10-year comfortability. Wow. Because my sexuality was all over the place. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And... He, I don't want to say he played on it because it's not something I disclosed to him. Mm-hmm. Um, did we have threesomes? Yeah, mm-hmm. with a girl. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I people felt like I opened the door to it, but I was questioning my sexuality, right. so I was using him as a, va- a yeah. vacuum. For it. I'm not even gonna lie, I, I was using him <laughs> as a vacuum. If I was going like it, if I was going like it or not. Look, it's life. This is what happens. So Look. I'm going to be honest. I was using that as like, all right, mm-hmm. you, he know how to felicitate them, them type of situations. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I was not sure. I was down for the sexual part, mm-hmm. but I wasn't into the emotional part of it right. back then. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's where we had that open relationship in the sense of, We'll have a threesome, but it was not supposed to be an emotional part. Attachment. Mm-hmm. Um, so, again, I listened to my mom and them, and 
they started to say you don't want to nobody to have that kind of control over you. Mm-hmm. But again, my mom and them don't didn't know the behind the scene things that was happening. Right. They just seen what was happening when we were around them. And what and what were those? What are some examples of those things? And like, how did you start to break away from? So an example was like I said, I was a, I was very uh, housewifey. Mm-hmm. So like, if we were to go around my family, I'm like preparing this plate, giving this food, making sure he's good, mm-hmm. all those type of things. And they didn't like that role for me. Mm. Um, like but, just because they didn't like that role, or like, or they didn't like him, like because I think that's be, normal. It, it, normal too but i think it was a stain of both of them because they they looked at it as a power control and not more as this is your man and this is a normal thing that you do Mm -hmm. i think they were pretty much tired of him being around the family Mm -hmm. um because they just didn't like him and i guess in the end their gut feeling was right Mm, so there was no real reason. They just knew they ain't like him. Yeah, they just knew that he wasn't a fit for me long term because right. I guess they know me better. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I was so in a rush to become grown. Mm-hmm. The first mm-hmm. relationship, I jumped in and look, I locked in. Mm-hmm. And now I spent my whole 20s. Only benefit on that is I did find a lot about myself mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that I didn't know after I broke off, but that breakup was hard. Yeah, I didn't know what, what to do. What pushed you? Like how? Like how did you end up deciding? Um, the last time he cheat, he cheated on me was a, it was a, it, that was the last. It was it for me. It was it was that's when the disrespect came in with the person calling you in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. You coming in after hours, which you never used to do. Mm-hmm. So this person, I believe that this person, he had more of a liking emotional connection with this person if you ask him to this day he gonna say it was just a fuck mm. well a continuous fuck mm-hmm. but i think it was a more uh, emotional connection for them wow. um because oh another woman if you know you they i well it depends i don't want to see why would you needs to be going why would you go out to the movies with a, a side joint mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. why are you and y'all was uh, already like not having those type of things you weren't having those things like going and on you and met stuff. them at work so you were seeing them every day mm. you were seeing this person every day mm-hmm. but you still wanted to go outside of work and y'all texting every day y'all at work and i go through your phone yes i go through your phone mm-hmm. and you so stupid you got the whole tread not knowing that your phone and the iPad is connected so I can see what's going on while you at work. Oh, my God. <laughs> so he was like, he was cheating the whole time with this girl. Yeah, at work. So I was like, nah, this is not going to work. Um, but you knew he had cheated in the past. I knew he had cheated in the but past. But this was but different. It was definitely, it was way different. It was completely different. Because this one, any, any all the other person he ever fucked, or had experience with, or whatever they call it, it was like a one and done. Mm-hmm. This was a continuous relationship because, again, the person worked at his job. Mm. So they saw each other five days out of the week. They were communicating with each other on a regular. Mm-hmm. And he did not know, again, the iPad and his phone were connected. Child, <laughs> that's technology. <laughs> so that's whatever technology. you sent on the phone, I could see it. I could see it. Uh, um, and I made it go on. I'm gonna be honest. I made it go on for a good month because I wanted to see. Um, like, wait. So you saying you ain't say nothing? For I ain't a say month? nothing for a whole month. 
would it be me? I'd be right up. Excuse me, what's this? What's I wouldn't know. I, I made it go on for a month because I wanted to see how far he was going to, how, what was he going to do? And he, he went far with this woman, ordered, went got a hotel room, mm-hmm. planned out a whole night, and he haven't did that for me in, in years. years. That's how it be. Look. <laughs> so how did, what, and so that's what did was like, that was it for me. You went and Why? planned a day. You planned a whole day. Mind you, you we're living together. Mm-hmm. We're living together. We're playing family. Mm-hmm. And on by I you haven't dated. You haven't planned anything for us to do. We are not we're we're living together, but we're not together mm-hmm. in the sense. Cause that's the thing. Like once you're with somebody, like you still have to date them. Like yes. you still have to go yes. on dates. You still have to make me feel wanted. Mm-hmm. Like that's the whole comfortability thing. Like you get too comfortable. You get lost. You get caught up. Listen, I feel that. I feel that. So because of that, like that disrespect you got to that point that she was like, Look, I'm not taking this, I'm not doing it. And um, how, like, what did you do? How did you start to get out of that comfortability? Because it's hard once it you're comfortable. It was hard because we uh, decided to, I was leaving Philly so my son could go to a better school. So I was selling the house mm-hmm. and sold the house, moved into an apartment. We lived in an apartment. Uh, you and him? Yeah, we lived in an apartment. So we mm. sold the house, lived in our apartment. So wait, backtrack. You just cut. What happened the month and then what? Oh, after the month, I confronted him and he was like, nah, that's not true. But you know the iPad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the iPad. <laughs> because he used to, he would delete his tread, but I was taking screenshots. Mm. So I had the screenshots Everything. to show him. And he like, nah. And I showed him his bank statement because I have his login. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> to show the night in the hotel, <laughs> the hotel you went to, and where you were when you said you were doing a double at your second job. So you still continue to keep like keep the peace I, because that. I was broke. Oh yeah, I, I, forgot, I, forgot. I was broke. I couldn't. I couldn't do anything. We had the house on the market. So this was this had happened in March when I had found out. I confronted him in March. I found out. What was going on in February, I confronted him in March. The house was still on the market. Mm -hmm. So we had the house sold in June. Mm -hmm. So once we sold that house, sold it because it was in my name, um, we sold the house. And we departed. He didn't have a place to go, so he stayed in our apartment. I was like, cool, stay in the apartment. Mm -hmm. Um, But y'all was not together. We weren't together. And again, I still didn't find a job. So I was like, yeah, you can stay in the apartment, but we not fucking, we mm-hmm. not together. Mm-hmm. Uh, you need to find you a place because he fucked up his credit because he had some issues with gambling. Um, mm-hmm. So that fucked up his credit. Um, so we in the apartment just living like roommates. Mm-hmm. He paying the bills and I ain't talking to him. And anytime my son was around, we would just play play house like, oh yeah, hi. Oh, the, 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 that happened That's for like so unhappy. It was. It was very unhappy. I was very depressed, miserable, because I didn't know my I did not know myself on how I'ma find a job. All the jobs were all below what we needed. And me and my son needed to take care of him and do all those things. I didn't know how to do those things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so, luckily. So, you knew, wait. So, you knew 
that you had to call it quits because of the disrespect. disrespect yes. And that was a deal breaker for you. Deal That's breaker. enough. Enough is enough. And then, like I said, it was also, I figured out, like, I don't want to be, my sexual orientation is not heterosexual. And I didn't, I think I would have had to let him know, mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm bisexual. Mm-hmm. But I think I want to be with a woman because sexually used to please me but i wasn't all the way into it Mm -hmm. but when we had threesome i was more into when i was having sex with a woman Mm -hmm. so i knew sexually i could get a i could have an orgasm from a guy but emotionally and all the other things that you need Mm -hmm. in sex i wasn't really getting it after i got to know myself better right right and what that really feel like because that first two to be honest with you the first two years we were fucking i didn't even know what an orgasm was because he wasn't hitting the spot Mm. <coughs> you need to get it right. Um, but again, I didn't start having sex until I was much older when I started fucking around with him. Mm. So I didn't. I lost my virginity when I was nineteen. I met him when I was twenty. So I ain't know nothing about sex. That's a lot to unpack, and that's a lot of connection to have with somebody. Exactly. So, um, Gabby, Gab, you gotta tell me how you start getting away from him. Like how, like after, all right, I understand you had a period of time where you had to figure things out, mm-hmm. and that's normal. That's okay. We need to make sure we let our listeners know. Like, how is it that you could get away from these relationships that are no longer um, serving you? Like, and Gabby's experience, you know, is has to do with disrespect, and um, she's it. It does have like a negative anecdote to it, but. It doesn't always have to be that way. And even with situations where you just know a relationship isn't serving you anymore, wh- how do we get away from those relationships? What did you do to get away from that that comfortability? I had, to, I had to go to therapy. I had to read books because I didn't know. You know, the hardest thing I miss is the person that you just pick up the phone and you call. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was no more. That person was no longer there anymore. It was nobody. It was no support system that knows you inside and out yeah. as an adult. Remember mm-hmm. your parents, your brothers, and your sisters, they don't see you in the day-to-day mm-hmm. as your partner or your spouse. Mm-hmm. So that was the hardest part for me. So going, I had to go to counseling. So I definitely say if you come out of a long-term relationship, counseling is a way to go. Because mm-hmm. it really helped me prioritize what was important to me. Mm-hmm. And, and it made me for yourself. Yes, it made me find what my self-worth mm-hmm. is and mm-hmm. what my value is. I agree. Because again, that last three years of the relationship, you and now yourself. we we were just living together. We were just we was just roommates fucking every now and again, to mm. be honest. Mm-hmm. We weren't really building anything going forward or doing any of those things. Mm-hmm. So like I said, you should do you need a definitely you're gonna need a support system. Yeah. Um, if you don't have a support system, definitely check into counseling. And then you went like they said, I had to rid myself of the pictures, the letters, all the nice stuff that he gave me in the beginning. Mm-hmm. I was holding on to him mm-hmm. and I had to let it go because I'm letting go of the relationship. Right. So holding on to those nice things that was done, mm-hmm. it didn't serve me anymore. Right. Um, so I would say get rid of all of that stuff because no, your next partner don't want to see your ex, anything about your ex. They don't want I don't give a hell if they gave you this because it was your birthday. They was there. It's Mm -hmm. done. It's over. Mm -hmm. So getting rid of all what your ex gave you, even though it it may have sentimental, is no longer needed. Y'all not together anymore. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and that support system. And then you got to prioritize 
what did you not like in the relationship and what did you not what did you did like mm-hmm. and those mm-hmm. are the things that you you focus on for your right. next relationship i mean in yourself as well we spoke a little bit um you know before we started recording we were talking about how you went you said you went on a um sabbatical a sabbatical mm-hmm. right what's a sabbatical from? a sabbatical is when you go on a spiritual journey to find out cuz i once Grew up as a Christian, mm-hmm. um, but I no longer follow Christianity mm-hmm. um, because of their homophobic slurs and other things that they do within that community, within that religion. Mm-hmm. Um, so a sabbatical, again, is where you're just going on to learn about yourself spiritually and self-worth and stuff like that. So you take that quiet time mm-hmm. where you're not. No, on social media, you're not really in contact with family and friends because you're totally focusing on yourself. I love that. Um, I love that. So only person that I was really in contact with, obviously I'm a parent, was my child. Mm-hmm. But everybody else, I kind of blocked out mm-hmm. and just focused on myself and what was important for me to get back to myself prior to this relationship. Well, a better version of myself. Right. Because I was much younger. And, you know, like I mentioned, you know, when we first started talking about how you lose yourself in relationships. Yes, and I I did. You completely forget who you are because you become so involved and so wrapped up into what your partner would like for you to do and what your partner wants and how your partner handles the situation. Even something as... as serious as how you were saying, like you weren't working, like you didn't have any financial stability for yourself. You're a parent as a child. Like, I mean, you have to take care of a child. Like, those are all like serious. And like, I was very afraid. Priority. I was afraid to mm-hmm. think that I was going to be homeless mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. all that because, yeah, I went down to the welfare line and they gave me $250 in food stamps. And that was it, because I'm an able body, so I don't qualify for cash benefits. Mm, mm. See, and it's like, it's, even with that, like, nowadays, they doing us dirty with them benefits. But we ain't going to talk about it. So we ain't going to talk about that yet. That's another episode. Yeah, so it was no, the cash wasn't flowing in. And one of the things that helped me was Ubering. I had to start Ubering. That's what helped me get out of my financial so wait, Stop. so when was it, sorry to cut you off, mm. so when was it that you had, like, how long have you been broken up from this person and, like... Completely how- severed, it's been three and a half years. Oh, three and a half years, yeah. okay, so three that's some time, yes. but would you say you still got some attachment? No, no. Really? No, because it was, it got awful, it got really bad in the end. Like, like toxic? Toxic, um, like- because... I think maybe after he was trying to recharge something Mm -hmm. and I was done. It was, I was done. Mm -hmm. I didn't want no recharging. I changed. I I Mm want to work on, let's work on stuff together and do all of that. And Mm -hmm. I I was done. Mm -hmm. I I said, I promised myself during my sabbatical, I deserve better. Period. Period. Mm -hmm. And my message was to him, if we are meant to be, we it will come be, back around. It will come back around. Exactly. Ooh, I love that. I did. I said if we were meant to be, we would be. Yeah. Um, I'm not gonna stop you. And it'll flow effortlessly. Exactly. That's exactly. I don't exactly. gotta work hard. I don't <laughs> gotta stress about what you're gonna like. If you're gonna like it, if you're not gonna, it's just gonna flow. Exactly. Like, it's gonna and come right back. 
he started to get stalkishes. No. Coming around, checking around, doing all sorts of stuff, calling, blowing up my phone. You know what's and the plus, though, that you don't have no ties to him. No, no. So, like, you don't need to be doing none of that. Exactly. That's yeah. exactly what I said. Mm, 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 mm. I, T, I told y'all. And I said, <laughs> I was like, no, I don't want none of it. Um, and I thought, and what I think is, with me and my son, it gave his life more structure. Yes, I love that. And he didn't have once it's he about lost them kids. It, it is about them kids. It gave his life more structure, and once he lost us, I think his structure was gone. Um, and that's why he was. I think I don't know for certain. I could be just. That's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, he lost that structure, and he was trying to get it back. And like I said, if it's if it's meant for us to be, we'll be. Mm-hmm. And I'm not mm-hmm. forcing it because I deserve better. Right. And I'm not going to say let's run it back in the hope you will change. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. We can't do that. So. Um. Yeah. Well, listen. Like I think that all of your points are valid, and it kind of like sucks sometimes when you come to the realization that like somebody that you have. Um, I don't want to use the word wasted because no. it was lessons. Yes. It was a, it mm-hmm. was a lesson. And um, only good things come from those lessons. You've been able to find yourself. Yes. You've been able to find more stability. You are, you're working. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. look, we make it end meet. <laughs> we getting stuff done. I'm like, working. I found my passion. Well, in, in a sense, I kind of found the passion because... He allowed me to stay home. I was able to sit down and teach my son. Mm-hmm. And that allowed me to get the patient and understand how much I can have an impact being in a classroom. That's what drove me in in that dark moment is what got me to become a teacher. Now, Listen, they say that they say that you gotta go to your darkest moment. Yes, that's what to got me to be a light. teacher because I can when I came out of college, I was told I should become a teacher and I never liked the salary. Mm-hmm. Um and it was all about the money for me. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. because I didn't find a job in my field, I went to school to get go to school for sports and recreation management. So I basically wanted to work at a college in their sports department. Mm-hmm. Um, that didn't work because a lot of factor goes into that. Mm-hmm. But in that dark moment, I was like, I've started to realize what am I good at? Yeah. What can I do and bring out? the most joy and that's how I was able to find that teaching mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and math is what I always been good at since I was a little girl okay. and since I was somebody always... gotta be good at it <laughs> look talk to me about math I was always good at it and that's what my what got me and I went and looked about teaching and that's why I'm here now and that's awesome and I think that you're a great teacher I sit Thank in on your <laughs> classrooms I think you're a great teacher thank you for that thank um you. It, and, you know, um, I do want to say, if nobody has told you, I am proud of you being able to come out of those dark places. <laughs> yes, thank you. Because it's difficult. It's difficult being a woman. It's mm. difficult being um, a mother. And when you go through those moments, like, your kid is at your hip. Yes, so, exactly. Ain't no way that you could bail out on them. Like, exactly. you got to get it done with or without these kids. So, it's exactly. like, it is really... Um, nice to and hear. And it was a lot of dark days where I was crying, 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 crying. And look, you made it. You <laughs> Crying, thinking I wasn't going to make it. And like I said, I'm very grateful for Uber because, to be honest, I used to have to put my son to bed and go Uber mm-hmm. um, for a little bit so we could have money mm-hmm. so I could make the rent. Look, uh, amen. It got so, you through. <laughs> it got us through. And I used to be thinking like, 
I don't want my son here or I had to drop him off at my mom's house for two hours because she wanted to go out mm -hmm. and I could only get or scrap together to make sure we had rent was paid and all the bills were paid. So it was definitely a challenge during those that first year was hard. Mm -hmm. It was hard. And during them times, I'm sure you felt like, damn, let me just go back and deal with this shit. Like, <laughs> I did. I thought about it. Let me double back. Hey, baby. Hey, baby. I did think about you it. You could I cheat. Did. <laughs> I did think about it a few times, but I was like, I'm worth more. I kept Period. on telling myself yes. that. And I kept on telling myself, it was two things I kept on telling myself, I'm worth more and I'm going to trust the process. Mm -hmm. Those mm -hmm. were the two things. Amen. Every time I wanted to give in and go back, I kept on saying I'm going to trust the process because I'm telling you, like I said, that first year, every any time I felt myself a bill being due, and I had you no stressed. money. Look, I had no money. That I had that number six. <laughs> that number felt like I got to all eight numbers. I used to write it down. Like here we go. Um, now should I press that last number? <laughs> Listen, it will get like and that. And ask this, this young man, like, can I press that last number or press Look. send? Or write, I would write out the text and be like, oh, I know. I said, I'm not going to talk to you, but I need this. Can I borrow this? Dot, dot, dot. And I would think about it, and I'm like, you are worth more. Trust the process. And I got that from counseling. And that's good. Like, and that's good. And you mm -hmm. have to exercise all of your options. Like, because I'm trying to tell you, if I was... Maybe in that predicament, excuse me. Excuse me. Can I, can I call your line? Can I bother you for a second? But, look, it gets like that. And, you know, um, I definitely felt like I needed to get that out. And I wanted to let you know that I'm proud of you for getting through it. Because thank a you, lot of times you. you don't hear it. And don't. it probably feels good to hear, you mm. know, and be reminded that it was hard. It was. But you got it. Look, you here. You made it. Thank so, you, thank you. No problem. Listen, so now moving into the second part um, of the segment, what we doing now? Like, did we figure out our sexuality? Did we? I figured out my sexuality. I, I did figure out my sexuality. I think that I prefer women more than men, but I'm still open to the right guy because mm -hmm. I had a bad. I don't want to say I'm men are all flim because I just had one experience. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I never dated. I had been on dates, but to be in a relationship with a man again, I don't know what that is. But I don't know what that is with a woman because I only dated women. I never was in a relationship with a woman. Mm, okay. So it's still up in the air right now. Three years post that relationship. So and what and have it's you hard done? dating. Being 35 plus, it is hard dating. It is hard. I haven't reached my 30s yet. I haven't reached my 30s yet. I'm 29, but no, I don't know. I'm waiting. Let me tell you, if you got a 15-year-old son and you're over 35, these men, women, everybody is running in the next direction because nobody want to deal with a teenager because everybody knows teenagers are moody, so they don't want to deal with that. Um on top of that, you got to be ready, ready to go. Yeah. You got to be on your tools. You got to be ready to go. Now, um, what would you say for somebody that's coming out of, like, a relationship like yourself? Um, we did give some advice as to, like, counseling and just, like, finding yourself and being sure of what you want. Um, how do you, uh, how do you, how would you describe, like, your um emotional uh attachment to your situation and like if you are 
pinning it on these like new people that you're encountering or like how has it distorted your perception of your next relationship or your next move in life like well it well i wouldn't say it distorted i would say it more made me more focused okay if i see red flags early i'm out period period okay believe i i read a book and like they said red flags are indicators of who someone is mm-hmm. so you if you ignore yes if you ignore it is not going to go away it stays right okay. so if a liar is a liar they're not going to stop lying to you they're going to keep lying mm-hmm. so i stay i i have a hard line on what i expect basic just a base i have a baseline okay. when i enter that relationship when I was 20, I didn't have a baseline. Right. I didn't know what was the have, what you should know. I went off of Strictly. He was cute. We vibed, and that was it. Okay. And so you, so you say, so you're saying you with an expectation. Like, yes. definitely set expectations. Set expectation, and don't believe For what you. People, like, for you, and don't believe when people say your expectation is high. That person don't have expectation. And they don't value it. They don't value It is nothing wrong with having expectation. Right. And there's nothing wrong with having high expectation. Like I learned, if you set expect, people will meet it if they're interested. Period. Period. I love it. They will meet it. If you set high expectation, they will meet it. A message. So if you have a low bar, they will set that low bar and they will treat you like that. Mm -hmm. Simple as that. Mm -hmm. So... I would say have expectation, have a great support system, and also have a self-care regimen. Mm-hmm. Make sure that you are pouring into yourself whatever that may be. If that's you reading a book, getting a massage. I never even knew. Like, I used to think that getting a massage was a waste of money. Mm-hmm. Or I used to, at one point, I couldn't afford a massage. Now I get my, my massage once a month because okay. that helps in your self-care. Self-care, yeah. And reading in books, I never used to like reading books. And I realized how much knowledge is in books and how it gives me a broader perspective on how to approach things. Mm-hmm. And it gives you a peace of mind. Like, mm-hmm. even if it's not reading books, listening to your favorite songs, mm-hmm. taking a walk, working out. Like, Absolutely. I genuinely believe that that all comes with um, growth and really, like, learning yourself. Absolutely. Like, figuring out what brings you peace. What mm-hmm. brings you, you know, clarity? Like, you cannot function if you are not mentally capable. Absolutely. If you are not clear, if you're not in a good headspace. So, um, I agree, like, with everything that, you know, um, you have uh, told us on our podcast. I'm thankful for you being open and talking to me about, you know, different things that um, no you problem. have encountered and that you've been through. Um, is there anything that you would like to... Uh, say or any message that you would like to relay yeah i'm single (laughs) i'm single i'm 35 i'm single and i work (laughs) i do got ig gabby said gabby said she's single gabby said she outside Uh, so we like the podcast, you know, we can connect and we can send these pictures. Okay, let them know. <laughs> you know let them know where to find you, We can let them know my IG or my Instagram. Uh, What's hold your on. IG? Let me tell you. Let us know. She about to let us know. Give y'all uh, the deets. Y'all can definitely check Gabby out uh, and see what's up. I she says my... she's single. So you Gabby can go, my IG outside. is lovers, 2020 wins. Look at that. That's, that's what made me change it. <laughs> it's lovers, 2020 wins is my Instagram. Okay. 
So hit her up on the Instagram. I'm going to make sure I put it in the description. Mm. Thank you guys all for tuning in. Gabby, thank you so much You're for welcome. being a guest on my podcast. <laughs> this is The Glow Up, and we are out, Glow Gang. Catch us next time, next week, and we out. Yo, Gabby was funny. She was a vibe. Shout out to Gabby for coming on the Glow Up podcast. She was lit. You was the shit. Thank you so much for getting on here and being vulnerable and being open. Um, it was definitely a pleasure to have you. Listen, y'all. I really believe that relationships always give us indicators as to when it's time to go. Even when it's hard to see things for exactly what they are and you want to see the better good in people, sometimes you just have to accept shit. Change is difficult, but in order to make changes in our life, we have to be ready to really deal with those things that are going to make us uncomfortable. Naturally, it's scary, and we oftentimes become complacent and rely on those security blankets, the things that we have learned to just know as what we know. When you're really ready and you've had enough, things will really start making much more sense. Self-worth and value will set you straight, in my opinion. As y'all saw, my girl Gabby got her shit right together and got about that situation. Change is essential and it's very much necessary, but it all starts from within. The glow up, be real. So make sure y'all get y'all glow on and get about any situation that isn't bringing you peace, value, or anybody that is degrading you of what you deserve. Thank y'all as always for tuning in and listening. Y'all support never goes unnoticed. Catch y'all next week, Glow Gang. We are out.